Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 211, Episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Tuesday, November 16th, 2021, which of course means that it's National Check Your Wipers Day. As if we need a national day for that. I've already checked my wipers a couple times uh, today, but... Yeah, we all, we all need to. I actually, it's a good thing that you said that. I I'm like one of those people because it doesn't rain enough in LA. It does, and I put my wipe. Well, no, they're not wipers. They just turn to smearers. Yeah, it's just like yeah, oh, this ain't yeah. getting the wind, the fucking rain off your windshield. It just merely will smear the moisture. So I will check because I think I have a floppy wiper. Yeah, I was driving down from uh, San Fran oh, down okay. to LA, as the locals call down it. Down I five, Cisco. Down I five, man. And just going through, uh, like, fog sandstorm type deal, or fog dust storm. It was brown fog, and and it was getting all over my windshield. Unfortunately, like though, sandstorm too. Yeah, I, I checked the I checked the shit out of those wipers. Uh, that's not true. Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Shark. I just met you, and this is crazy. <laughs> but here's my toesies. Come chew them, maybe. Mm. That's courtesy of absolute garbage, total nonsense, and utter ridic, uh, a.k.a. Gerald Rice. And I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! I cried so hard for that kid-sized car, but in the end, Dad just texted Santa, started to ball, he said he'd call. But in the end, I just posed for a picture. Okay, that's from Marky Mark Aurelius. That's from the child hack uh, where we said, if your kids want something, just take a photo with it at the toy store and say you're sending it to Santa to cease the complaining and the crying. Yeah. So shout out that's to you. That's on Santa if, if you don't get it, man. That's, yeah, and then you'd be like, amazing. honestly, man, it sounds like we might have to go to the North Pole and tighten this motherfucker up. What you say, son? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, I guess Santa's just just very busy. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine just start being such a coward parent? You just start painting Santa as like a dude who doesn't give a fuck about your kid. Like, I don't know. Oh, I guess man. like he he really dropped the ball on that with you. I, <laughs> nothing to do with you though. I think I would have remembered. Yo, it's just Santa's a scumbag. This elf on the shelf shit. Where hopefully we'll uh, get to that. But that that thing is is wild and ongoing. I, I have yet to experience it. But we can talk. What do you about mean? It. Just uh, the Elf, elf on the shelf culture. Elf on the shelf culture. It's you know, social critics have pointed out that it's normalizing the idea of like a CCTV surveillance state culture to the point that (laughs) that there was a really a product that sold well that was a elf camera. Didn't have an elf on it. Was just a fake surveillance camera that you put in your kid's room and were like. If the if the red light's on, it means it's capturing everything and sending it right to Santa. Okay. So we'll talk about that. But, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very funny comedian writer you may have seen on Twitter playing original characters such as a surprisingly progressive uncle, yeah. existential henchman, <laughs> shitty X-men, and gender reveal event planner. <laughs> uh, he's been featured in the New York Times, Funny or Die, Vice Fusion TV, Pace Magazine, and has performed at festivals and on stages across this great land. He hosted a podcast called Morning Coffee, in which he discussed grief, loss, and death with comedians. 
and is the co-host of the stand-up late-night show Not Quite Midnight, please welcome the hilarious and talented Chris Colagero! Hey, we're here. We're doing it, baby. Uh, Happy Wiper wiper Day to you. Yes, thank you. Uh, I I like, I check your wipers days. All I could think of was like, like somebody in the fifties using that as slang for like a parts on a woman or something. Like check right, out the right. wipers on her. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey. yeah. Check your wipers, man. <laughs> really into it. Also, Miles, great angry white kid, new metal voice. <laughs> oh, I mean, look, like I, how I'll, I'll always say, Hybrid Theory was the the album for kids whose parents divorced. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And you didn't know what to do, but they they gave you they gave you something to scream about. <laughs> they gave you an outlet. Oh yeah, Hybrid Theory uh, will always be my top my top twenty albums. Just just because it captured a moment of my emotional development so clearly. Uh, yeah, I can't let it go. Yeah, you could yeah. like sense the baggy jeans as you were singing that. Oh yeah, and like me yeah. like getting in a fight in the Staples Center parking lot after a high school hockey game because I was so turned up <laughs> off of that shit. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Emotionally yeah. too. Yeah, it was. Did you ever have a lip ring, Miles? F- no, probably not. No, yeah. only right. only had earrings. Right. Okay. Only had the diamonds. And then I remember one time the ref was like, hey, man, your diamonds are too big. I can see them through your helmet. I'm like, that's your problem, fam. <laughs> <How do> you, uh, <laughs> what do you think I'm I playing for out here? I thought this was ice hockey. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. If I might refer you to the track by Cameron because I'm going to get you that shit that Gretzky skate on. <laughs> what do you mean, Gretzky? You mean, oh, you mean buy me diamonds. Okay, that's for people who are really into Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what this show is. Hockey Cameron fans. Yeah. Welcome. Nice. Well, in the end, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's true. All right, Chris, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Bannon surrendered. So Mm. we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the packing and the cracking, which Mm -hmm. is how Republicans are doing this, how they keep winning all these fucking elections even though they don't have the numbers. We might get to that elf on the shelf. We will certainly get to the Reese's pie. What, what do they call it? Just Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving pie? pie? I mean, they're just, they went for it. They, they were just like, this is the pie now. Right. And <laughs> right. they may not be wrong. They may not <laughs> be wrong. It's just a big Reese's cup. So we're going to talk about how we feel about that. Plenty more. But first, Chris, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Oh, okay. So search history. So here's the thing. I took a thing for my search history on TikTok. Okay. I, I use TikTok a lot. And uh, one thing that I, I'm always looking up, but is from my search history, it's, uh, is opening sandwiches. So okay. it's, I search <laughs> this thing okay. that is people on TikTok go to sandwich places and then just kind of very sexually open the sandwich. Like they crack it open so that you can oh. see like what is inside of it, like how it mm. looks and how it's constructed. So I'm like, I'm real deep into sandwich talk right now. That's like where right. I'm at. What's a notable like example, the the horniest that a sandwich opening has ever gotten you, Chris? Right. Well, so like, you know, a, a real good. Not to uh, say that accusatorily. No, no, curious. no. I accept where I'm at uh, in my <laughs> life and uh, in the culture right now. Uh, but there's a place in Brooklyn called uh, Fedorov's Roast Pork. Mm. And they do like this insane Philly cheesesteak. And mm. so, you know, when it's open, it's already dripping, baby. Like it's 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 happening. Everything's happening. And the commentary is just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. like, it's like, Damn. but 
it starts like everything starts like with them like the the sandwich all wrapped up right and they just like put it down and you're like oh it's gonna be in there baby <laughs> come on <laughs> and then they you know they unwrap that like white paper off of it and then they just grab two halves and you're like at that point you're like just do it man just open right. it i'm ready bust that shit open yeah, <laughs> yeah let's see it and then they just show it to you and then they're like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. And then you're like, I can watch it again or I can move on to a different sandwich. Right. And, uh, really depends on how into the sandwich you are. Is there a backstory? Yeah. Like, with, like with, are they like, oh, my teacher's here and they said that I've been very bad and I need to eat this sandwich? Yeah. Uh, like there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, a stepmoms getting stuck in furniture. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Stepmom trying to fix oven. Right. Yeah. She's like, and you're, she's like, I'm stuck. Can you help? And you're like, let me open this sandwich and grease my hands up. Right. There yeah. you go. Pull you out. Is, was there ever a sandwich that, like, I mean, I, what, I mean, is the appeal just to be like, damn, like, look at that thing fully loaded? Cause I mean, I'm, I love sandwiches. I love yeah. food. Yeah. And I get like, you know, and in food influencer culture, the thing used to be like the burrito spread where like right. people would make the wildest burritos, then you cut it in half and then you just kind of break it open. Like, look at yeah. 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 Is this oh, you have the one? hand movements down, by the way. Yeah, you know, I, I watch a lot of those burrito uh, <laughs> flicks, and they just don't do it for me anymore. I'm trying to find yeah. something that gets me excited, and I'm hoping the sandwiches uh, are like that. Or Oh, what, what... yeah. Well, the appeal is, like, that I have become, like, I do the thing where I open my Google Maps, and I and if there's a place I want to go, I mark it. I save it as, you know, you can, like, flag places as, yeah, like, yeah. want to go here. Because I used to always be like, oh, I want to go to that place and then just never remember where it is or like yeah. when I'm nearby. So my map, my Google Maps is just like littered with green flags that are all just like <laughs> right. places to eat that yeah. I haven't been to. So, yeah, the, the thing is, like, it tells you where the place is, like what the best sandwich is, and you mark it down to go there and then that's it. All right. So the yeah, appeal is like a future sandwich for you. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm like the same. I don't. I'm not as. I need to move to your level where I start actually marking them in like IRL maps because I just like them on TikTok and then I go back to my likes and I'm like, then I'm then I'm like an idiot looking at TikTok where then I just watch the one same video. I'm like, dude, this one yeah. still fucking hits. And I'm like, Wait, what did I come here for? And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. right, the pupusa pizza. Right, that's what I wanted to get. And yeah. that shit is on my list of TikTok food or not, you know, shit that I places to go. TikTok. Yeah. Just yeah. That sounds... Pizza size pupusa. Oh, my God. That sounds incredible. Yeah. yeah. Do they ever do they ever do it with like national chains, like a Subway tuna sandwich opening? I wish they would. I wish I wish there was a TikTok <laughs> dedicated to somebody just being like, oh, look at the BK big fish. Right. They're like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. yeah. The cheese is threading. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's real solid cheese. It doesn't move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they made this three hours ago. There must yeah. have been a shift change. Ow. Yeah, that are like those gross lunch places in like New York that are just where every every smell of food just congeals into one smell. That is yeah, like, the hot bars, the hot bars, the yeah, with the hot bars. It just yeah. smells like hot. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. I uh, I that's where I'm into. I I, I love them. <laughs> Good I enough. love them. You don't have to get on my level and mark them down, but I recommend everybody mark no, down the places I, you want to go. Well, I think there there's so I think it just speaks to like the amount of information we're bombarded with. And especially when it comes to shit like you like, you know, like, yeah, because he's out. This shit is so sophisticated. They're like, look, bro, I know you want to see some food. And I'm like, oh, cool. And it's always like, and this is, you know, how it's always like this hidden spot in Alhambra. You have to check it out. Yeah. That, right. Like like robot voice always narrating. And I get so overwhelmed. I just like, I'm like, I, I, so no, I, I think for me to take this to the next step, 
I will take the map tip. Yeah, I get really mad when they when they do those like influencer things that are like, here's a little corner that we just found that has blah 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 blah, right? right. And then they don't na- they like name the restaurant like they like flash it up at the end for like one second, and you're like, what are you doing this for? Like, why are you right. doing this to me? Right. I, I want to yeah. know how to get these southwestern egg rolls that you're talking about. Please let me know where they are. That oh, chili cheesecake factory. Yeah, that's- Oh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you guys both named different <laughs> Southwestern egg rolls. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I love we're, it. You we're know. kind of a, it's sort of a East Coast, West Coast. We're kind of degenerates. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're eat nonsense all day. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesecake Factory, though, you got to like, you got to do it like a Bible verse, man. You got to put like where it, oh, yeah. where it, where it is in that gigantic menu. <laughs> like you have to right. figure out where it is. Between the local ads and shit, you're like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. It's humongous. That's why I'm like, that's why I just say the same thing. I'm like, give me those fucking egg, avocado egg rolls and my chicken littles. Let's go yesterday <laughs> smart yeah i i bring my own cheesecake factory menu that's dog-eared and has little like <laughs> oh like like a good little Christian things flagging their bible yeah. church service yeah <laughs> yeah like, like, and like little notes about uh, about what you right. had before licking your, yeah licking your finger <laughs> <laughs> uh what is something you think is overrated chris i'm gonna go that show you you know that you know that show you oh yeah i, know other, I haven't but seen I don't. it but i don't that's know. like the one that's about stalkers right yeah, it's like this uh, Penn Badgley is a stalker and it's on like season three. And I just like I can't I can't with that show, man. I I don't know why it really bums me out, but I watched the first season and I was like, oh, this is interesting. He's a stalker. And then I was like, I mean, how many seasons are we supposed to spend with this? bat? He's a real bad guy. Yeah. And it's a Wasn't bummer. Someone's saying like they're like, but that that was like the mastery of it. It's like, and then you're kind of like, whoa, am I rooting for this stalker? Yeah, <laughs> right? it kind of was like, conflicted feelings about that. It was like in the first season. Maybe it was just like we, we watched like the second me and my wife tried to watch like the second season of it. And mm-hmm. he like moves to L.A. Of course, you know, he, he made it big in New York. So now he's moving it to L.A. And it was the like, I know the writing is not going to be great on that show. Right. Fine. Whatever. But like the jokes about like LA culture from him were so jarringly bad. Oh really? Yeah. Like, like him like, hit me with one of his observations. I don't it was just like stuff like like a, you would hear at like an open mic. You know, like right. uh, oh like uh I guess they just love kale out here. Like stuff like, you know, where Ooh. you're just like oh, wow. You're like, oh yeah. that was ten years ago. That was right. like a ten years ago joke and now Hell it's like yeah. we've moved on to different things. Get them. They're like just, have they do people know? Do the people of Silver Lake know that there's other beers other than Paps Blue Ribbon you can have on tap? Dude, yeah, that's exactly. Like, it was like uh, a coffee, seven bucks. I remember when you could just somebody, right, right. A, a Greek man, would spit in your cup, and that was good enough. Right, uh, right. It's it's called you because these are all jokes that you would come up with on your very first you the viewer you, would come yeah. up with on your very first try yeah. at coming up with something if a gun was put to your head. The you right. they're talking about is the is the worst guy in your office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Oh, it's so funny, man. Like, there's so many articles about their their pers- like their perspective on LA on the Mary Sue. You season two has a Los Angeles problem. Buzzfeed. <laughs> the LA in you is a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? It's so funny. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's and I just I like that people go crazy for that show, and it's like it's not for me, man. I'm out. I'm out yeah. on it. I think it's overrated. I don't think it's good, and it's not even fun. Bad to me. You know, right. that, like where you're like, this is bad, but I love it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just uh, it just makes you mad. Well, you know, I I I love a terrible LA joke, so that you might have sold me. Yeah, yeah you might you might want to check it out. Sold here. <laughs> yeah, you might enjoy it. 
What is something you think is underrated? All right, underrated. Uh, this is I'm coming in hot with an underrated uh, uh, thing, and and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's properly rated, but I'm going underrated mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, I think, is the most uh, most underrated thing in the refrigerator. I was holding on to my butt with both hands. And <laughs> That's because you were doing you were doing your Ace Ventura asshole a meal bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the whole show. By the way, for people who can't see, I've been doing the whole show yeah. pretending to Zoom talk to my butt. butt. Yeah, it's yeah. worked pretty well. I actually got fooled right when I logged on, <laughs> yeah. especially when you did it, when you hit Dirt Daily Zeitgeist. That's just yeah, really yeah. yeah. And putting a putting a like what a range? really long beard on it was helpful. Oh, that's not. <laughs> Oh, it's not. Have to put oh, okay. That on there. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. heard about Sorry, that. Man. Yeah, yeah. But you were saying mayo, <laughs> mayonnaise, mayonnaise. Where were we? My <laughs> wife would would like physically fight you on this one. Like, she hates she mayonnaise. She don't like mayonnaise. Yeah. Ooh, she really. What? See, I feel like, like mayonnaise. May, but like mayo it. is mayo is like the base of all of so many great great dips. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and sauces and. You throw it in a pan when you're making a spaghetti sauce sometimes, and that, that'll give it a little Ooh. bit of life. You know what I'm talking Wait, about? Wait, what? Yeah. That's a little hack I hadn't heard of. I'm throw sorry, some mayo in there. Yeah, throw I'm, some mayo. Throw, 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 some... throw some mayo in where, when, how, why? <laughs> 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 throw some mayo in when you're, making a little, when you're making a little sauce, man. Thicken it up. Give it some flavor. Wow. Yeah. Is this something you discovered, or this is something you read like on a like a... Like a Italian I think, recipe. I think hack. it was like we do like some Hello Fresh every now and again. Yeah. And they were like, here, put mayo in this and in this sauce and 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 like gave you packets of mayo and like it actually came out really well. It came out okay. great. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You, you ever see like the how Disney makes their um grilled cheese? Oh, they slather they put, with mayo, right? They slather with mayo and fry it. Oh, on yeah. Both sides. That's how you get that color. Yeah, yeah. That's how you sure. get the color. Yeah, yeah. So that's in there, baby. I don't know. I feel I like also have used mayo for uh, grilled cheese and it does work. Uh, oh yeah, that's the only way you get that color. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I used yeah. to do butter and I'd be like, "What the fuck? It only gets to a certain point." And they're like, "No, it's the sugar and the mayonnaise that you need right. to caramelize, and then you get that mm. nice texture." And I'm like, "I didn't mm-hmm. know that." Mm. <laughs> I do like you yelling at butter though. <laughs> oh yeah, you should see me. <laughs> what cook. are you it's doing? It's a fucking <laughs> aggro nightmare, and I'm like throwing shit, getting mad at mayonnaise. But yeah, I love. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big Japanese QP mayonnaise fan. Yeah, that shit on fucking everything. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I I get in some places where people get upset about mayonnaise. But at the end of the day, it's just like a fat delivery vehicle. Right. It's all the things you like anyway. Yeah. Eggs, olive oil, all that stuff. Right. But like um, I feel like it takes a bad a little bit of a bad a bad rap. And I'm like a big mayo proponent. Well, I think if you're like if if you're putting mayo on everything like it's ranch, then sure. I think think (laughs) there's a thing with like you know, mayo, I, I, I get to a certain point, like it is necessary for a lot of things, but then you do like, I've, I've re- reacted to seeing things where it's like just extreme amounts of mayonnaise being used for something that I didn't realize mayonnaise was in. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, that's fair. Really like that's that. fair. But, and it does, I am Italians. Uh, please call in with your thoughts on mayonnaise for your, uh, Sunday sauce. <laughs> well, not for the Sunday sauce. This is, a, this is, this is not <laughs> more of a Wednesday not sauce. Not for the Sunday uh, gravy. In not, not, yeah, in the yeah. su- not in the gravy. Okay. Got but, it, uh, it. but if you're going a little outside the box, yeah, right. I don't know. I really, I, I feel like I need to just stand up for, uh, for the mayo people, but I do agree with you. It, it some people do that gross thing where it's like, it's too much and, it makes the noise and it doesn't it doesn't make an appealing noise in in a big bowl now if you're mixing right. it up yeah, yeah really really frustrating do you fuck with a uh, mayo chup is that what we're calling it instead of oh like, oh salsa golf <laughs> yeah 
Catching A's. Hey, catching A's. <laughs> yeah, fancy sauce. That's just fancy sauce, right? Yeah. That's the that's the Burger King uh, special sauce. Right. Uh, Everyone's got ketchup. their name. Yeah. Yeah, I love mayo and ketchup. Mayo and uh, Frank's hot sauce. That's good stuff. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's a good dip. Okay. Oh, I just gotta say, I was reading into this the you the Netflix U L A stuff. And yeah, I just love. Okay, so <laughs> oh, yeah. just to give you an idea of one of the things that like sort of pissed them off, it says it's love. Is that's one of the characters, right? Yeah, uh, she's uh, the the one that he like. I think he falls in love with or something. Okay, who serves yeah, as Joe's guide to Los Angeles and who serves up that Jay Gold line? She introduces him to the city via the search for his quote perfect bite, taking him on a tour of food trucks and strip malls. Okay, food. Okay, uh-huh. got it. Then it's like stuff about like everyone's drinking green juices. Yes, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, look. we would never do that. <laughs> I have, I have an empty green juice right next we to We never it. do that because we keep our guys <laughs> empty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's fine like that people do actually do it, but I think at this point we need to have, have grown up and been like, that's just what happens and it's no longer like, oh, oh you guys like yeah. your juices green? Yeah, 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 of course. Right. Yeah. Mm, well, that. you know, if it's and if it's really behind, they're going to be like, hey, man, you want to go to a poke bar? <laughs> oh, I like, I like uh, that guy. I like that character. Hey man, you want yeah. to go to a poke bar? Oh man, this poke, that's a little bit of all right, man. <laughs> I'm from West Hollywood. Yeah. Where huh? they just we have the highest minimum wage in the nation. There you go. They do. Uh, Shout out West Hollywood. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about what's happening in the news. And we're back. So Bannon has surrendered. Yeah. He surrendered. I hadn't really like read through all the details of what that what they got on him, but it's pretty it's not it's not good for him. I mean it's enough you know? that they're like, hey, you need to talk to us, asshole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the things that they were looking at are talks he had with Donald Trump like at the end of twenty twenty, December thirtieth. And he was just tell, apparently telling him, he was like, you got to focus on January 6th. You got to put your eggs in a basket on Jan- January 6th. Jan- this is the moment. But the, 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 the. And then he was also at a meeting. There's like with a lot of people who have also been served with subpoenas at the Willard Hotel, which is on January 5th, where plans were pretty, I guess, robustly discussed about like how we can try to overturn the election results. And so they're like saying, yeah, this is also an interesting thing that we may want to speak to. And then also on his like podcast radio show on January 5th, he said, quote, all hell is going to break loose tomorrow. So they use that as evidence that, quote, he had some foreknowledge about extreme events that would occur the next day. That seems fair. Dude, huh. dude it's like at this. <laughs> they were, it's getting it's. Every, it's all so explicit. Like we've had enough info where people are literally like, on January sixth, we would like to run an insurrection, and they're like, "Right, we got to talk to this guy." I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't Let's... mean insurrection like that. And then yeah. like, the DA is like, "Oh, okay, he didn't mean insurrection like that." I guess we <laughs> we're good here. Yeah. Sorry. Was Trump at the uh, Willard Hotel meeting on January fifth? I don't just think his so. reps. I think I everyone think else was there. Yeah, everybody but uh, him. Could you imagine? They're like, what's this fool <laughs> leaving the White House to go to this hotel for? <laughs> yeah. Very hard to travel clandestine when you're the effing president. But 
you know, so Bannon, he ignored his congressional subpoena because, again, as he said, and many others have said, he's like, well, Trump told me to exercise executive privilege over that. So I'm not going to go. But like he and many others are quickly discovering Donald Trump is not the president, no matter what percentage of Americans believe that. And Wait, what happened? Uh, and then also Bannon has not been in the in, in the executive for years. So it's like this isn't even like what? No, yeah, none it's of this like, applies, sir. You can't just say things like you right, can't yeah. just say the things that you think will work, even though, like, I guess you kind of can, because a lot of those guys still haven't even like been arrested like Bannon, you know? Right. But well, right. They, yeah, they're and, and again, being like, no, no, I can do this, actually. And then the fact that we don't see much movement, like, again, everyone was like, is Merrick Garland going to actually right. put, get this thing going? And look, they he was indicted on Friday and then Bannon turns him, turns himself in on Monday. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing about being a white criminal in this country, too. It's like playing like tag where like, you know, when you're a kid and like one thing is like, like safe, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, no, I'm over here. So I'm safe. But it's like right. with these people, those, those are going to be like, oh, no, my shoes are safe, actually. So right. you can't like, but they're like, we didn't even agree on this. Like, yeah, but I just said it. So what are you going to fucking do about it? And they're like, yeah, well, that, and they're right. like, yeah, they're like, he said it. I mean, yeah, we got to think about it because he did say it. He did say right. that. So I guess the subpoena is meaningless. All that to say is. He's going to, I mean, as, as we record this, he's probably seeing a judge who will make his plea, which will probably be not guilty. So then he can prolong this and then go to a jury trial. Uh, and then there'll be a whole other shit show from there. Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, uh, who was, you know, the chief of staff on the 6th, has also ignored his subpoena as well. So we'll see what goes on there. But me in the meantime, like the Republicans are like, they're already vowing to exact revenge for this. Yeah. Uh, what? So they're they're promising to haul in Biden aids. Oh yeah, when they control Congress. What if we do that? Oh Afghanistan okay. or whatever. I mean, sure. This is the thing. Just anything. Yeah. Jim Jordan is a fucking loser, a monster so, loser. Yeah, and yeah. he all he does is you know he said he's like I can't wait to be back at the chair of the the Judiciary Committee. <laughs> and he's <laughs> acting like he he's gonna like, haul all these people in. It's like motherfucker, y'all have been the Republicans have had control of of the congress for many years and we've seen what happens the best y'all do is like some just nonsensical benghazi thing nothing that's like actually amounts to real anything aside from just grandstanding or creating like a you know an avenue for some increased propaganda yeah or they like start a whole thing that immediately gets cleared by like there's no there's nothing there they're like yeah you know we're like oh we're gonna haul you in for this and then everybody's like yeah that's actually not anything so you they're like, oh. You can't even issue a subpoena for it. Well, oh, well, we did. So, <laughs> and then they're like, okay. And my lawyer said, I, this is literally nonsense. Like, oh, right. oh, really? Yeah, Hillary yeah. Clinton. You're like, huh? <laughs> I'm just a podcaster, but thank you. So, yeah, th that's where they vowed. I mean, again, that's their weird idle threat. Right. I mean, more than anything, <laughs> it is. I think the, the biggest threat is, yeah, it's realistic that they'd take control of Congress again. Oh, sure. And then oh, from there, to. Yeah, completely, yeah. you know, shut down everything. That yeah. that's more realistic than you better. You better not. True. You better not. Or we'll call. Right. I'll call your aides in and they'll have to <laughs> talk about their job out loud. But it does the overall work of making the insurrection the fact that they were trying to hang the vice president before he could trying to hang with the vice president oh my bad yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. a big that was a big misnomer they were trying to hang <laughs> out with mike pence yes you, you yeah, misheard as, 
So that that was an argument, but then they realized that nobody wants to hang out with Mike Pence. It's impossible for a human being <laughs> to want to hang out with Mike Pence. So that they threw that legal angle out. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine the the amount like of balls and like what how knowing you're that untouchable to just ignore a subpoena. I would shit my pants if somebody if anybody subpoenaed me for anything. There's no way I would ever ignore it. But like the amount that they know that nothing will happen to them to just yeah. ignore a subpoena is wild. Right. Yeah. I <laughs> that's wild. Again, that's but and that's the the place we find ourselves in. And just like with Trump entering the presidency, all the norms that were just being being like, Yeah, maybe you normally do that, but I don't give a fuck. And yeah. Like, right. <laughs> and now we're just seeing it's continued too. Like we're just seeing how much of the like, don't uh, don't normalize this. We can't let this be known. It's like, this is well. Hey, guess what? Just by virtue of him being there, this is where we're at now. Right. I feel like it's not all Trump though. It's also like the Brooks Brothers riot, like that where they <laughs> took hold of the vote counting in Miami Dade County and like went in and started like wreaking havoc, and they got the vote count suspended, and it turned out it was like a bunch of. Republican operatives like that's something that was just normalized and we were just like, yeah, that happened. But I think the difference was the media wasn't reporting on that for what it was, you know, like you'd have to really be interested in the Brooks like to like at the time you wouldn't have known who the fuck was down there getting involved with it because I don't think that attention was on it. But yeah, that that not to say that Donald Trump completely shifted everything, but I think it was just done in such a brazen way. Right. People were like, holy shit, dude, this guy's just fucking, we used to pretend. Yeah. Yeah. They used to pretend like it almost seems like they're, you know, the more we do this show and pay attention to politics, the more it seems like there's a tacit agreement by both the democratic party and the mainstream media that like we need the Republicans around, like they need the Republicans around to remain powerful. And so they like let shit like this. Ha- I don't know, like there's so many legal technicalities and political technicalities, but it's just like, I don't know. It, it feels like there's a lot of like, ah, there's no, it's out of our hands at this point. Shit that's going on that I feel like they they recognize that they're in a better position, like the centrist and like big D Democrats are in a better position if they're just in a binary against like this far right, like Yeah, maybe to know, not extreme like, party. inspire them to do better as a party. Right. I think that helps. But in terms of like raw power, like they're losing that fight yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. And I think that's where it's like, well then what are y'all about? Right. You know, you're getting this smash put on you right now as we speak, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, it is a bummer know. to see them always be like to imagine that any like the other side is going to play. But they still like think that they're going to play by the rules. You know, right. you're like, oh, but we kind like, of have enough evidence them that if we can convince them, I'm like, you know, you can't. You haven't. It's Maybe over. it's like we both get money from the same companies to keep things going. And <laughs> yeah. We all stay yeah. rich no matter what. And at the end of the day day we will never see the fallout of our failed policies because we're too insulated maybe that i I think that might work yeah that sounds like a plan Uh, well speaking of uh, a plan republicans are going to retake the house and the senate and one of the main reasons they're going to be able to do that without uh, any sort of demographic growth or appealing 
conversion of the base is through gerrymandering, which is something that we've been talking about since, you know, for (laughs) decades (laughs) and is only getting worse. Yeah. And, you know, the plan has always been, you know, you saw Arnold Schwarzenegger. I remember a few years ago, like, we got to stop the gerrymandering. Like, these idiots, they want to, they just want to cob up the state. And it's true. Republicans all over are doing it. Democrats are doing it, too, because that's really the only way you can try and carve out like seats that seem like safe, basically trying to create as many non-competitive seats as possible. So there's no need to appeal to uh, the broader electorate. You can now completely change the environment for a politician where it's now you're beholden to the base, because guess what? There's not going to be a group of disaffected voters in your district who can somehow mobilize and then find the majorities to oust you. So. This has been happening even more aggressively since the census data was released. And now they're just carving the fuck out of it. And like you were saying at the top of the show, they do it like the two main ways to do it is to crack a district or pack a district. When you pack a district, that's when you're just finding a demographic group. And then you're saying, okay, well, here's a group that uh, we can maybe just try and dilute their power. So what you can do is try and carve up districts that will sort of not give them as much centralized power in any given place. Just pack them into these certain areas. Sure, maybe like in in one sense, it can be fine. Let them have that district or another. Be like, well, if we carve this one neighborhood up and like so that's like five districts end up having a piece of it. (laughs) Right. Guess what? Now they can't do shit. Right. Right. Or cracking it is the same thing where you just kind of want to just really just like dilute the actual yeah. vote. So cracking is the thing you were just describing where they dilute, where they break up like a, let's say you have a neighborhood that is like a million democratic, like strongly democratic people. You break them up into like six different things. And then it's like, yes, diluted. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then packing is when, if they decided, okay, well, we'll put that 1 million person neighborhood as just a single district, and then we break up everything around it. And so you get like, you know, if you're if you're looking to like split up five districts worth of a population, you put all of the Democrats in one of them, and then you give yourself four districts, basically. Yeah. Is yeah. And now it's like, well, guess what? If uh, only Republicans live here now because of these weird like, I mean, when you just look at some of these districts, you're like, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, like, yeah. How, like, dude, how you, you mentioned do this. Jim Jordan. Have you like his district yeah. map is like nuts. Yeah. It right? looks like a vascular system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's <laughs> just like spread fuck? out through Ohio. It's part of Ohio that is just like <laughs> it's like like putting the game on easy mode or something. And like, it doesn't make right. any sense. Like, how is this all his? But like, they just like have cracked it up and broken it up into so many different pieces. <laughs> right. And then you look at it, you know, this is the most chilling fact, right? This is from the New York Times article about like sort of the redistricting efforts. Quote, on a highly distorted congressional map that is still taking shape, the party that the Republicans has added enough safe house districts to capture control of the chamber based on its redistricting edge alone. Right. So you'd be like, well, guess what? I just changed these. And now those are solidly Republican. Sorry, folks. Uh, you're going to have to try a lot harder to maintain your majority in the House. So it's an uphill battle. And I think that's why there's many articles, especially this week coming out, where people are like, the, de- the Democrats like know what 
Right. Right. Do they know what's going on? That like kind of goes back to my earlier point. Like they know that this is happening. They know, like, like we said, we've been talking about this for decades. They know that this is how the game is played, but they don't. I just feel like they, there is a bunch of strategists who are talking to Democrats and being like, you guys are actually in a better position when you're like fighting out of power, when you're like the other party. I, I don't know. And so, well, because there, I mean, the, there's a few levels to it, right? A strategist might come as on as a consultant and say, like, you guys are like completely missing with the, with the messaging and the legislation mm-hmm. you're going after. Like someone who's like thinking that like they want right. to win elections or right. the more of sort of zoomed out cynical view is, dude, if we get too much momentum, we're actually going to have to like change things. Like we'll right. actually have to deliver on <laughs> progress. So right. if we can just fuck up and do the same thing, we're like, oh, well, now they got it for a couple of years. And we'll go, guys, we got to get this thing back from them, huh? Right. Yeah, let's exactly. take this thing back and not do anything about it. Right. And you're right. and we're and then you kind of get stuck in this place where just like where there's like the, you know, revolving villain trope of how there's always going to be some obstacle to change within politics where right now Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin have like very swiftly taken that up where now everyone would be like it's these two people that's why people's wages are stagnating and it allows for a very convenient explanation for a lack of progress. And I'm sure yeah. with this, there is a level two where whether it's the most cynical consultant being like, dude, you blow this election. You do some fucking wild fundraising off the back of this because people are going to be in such pain under Republican leadership that it'll be like fucking 20 fucking 2018 all over again, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do like I it is like annoying too when when they're like getting their asses kicked on this stuff, like the gerrymandering and then they just go back and they're like, "All right, well, we have a bill that right. is maybe going to get through and a Joe Manchin's right. hey, Come on, bud." And you're like, "That meanwhile the Republicans are out there just like redrawing maps and like yeah, they're right. like taking over places like risk and just like we're like, "All right, but we have we have this plan that we're trying." I think and yeah. it's like also always on the federal level and never like the Republicans are always playing on the state levels and the local levels, just like right where no one's paying attention. Yeah, we're just like tinkering and like taking over every seat down there. And we're sitting here with like one bill that we're blaming right. on Joe Manchin that, that yeah. we think that also would take an extraordinary amount of work to implement if it even passed. So it's like nothing, basically. Yeah. And I think people also need to really begin to get on board with the idea that the ideology of the party isn't is one that is like antithetical to progress. It's right. Right. It, it, it gets to a point. But at a certain level, the remedies are existential threats to these people's power. So I can't it's very hard to imagine that they would. And and, and when you look at how much these people act out of self-interest would be like, yes, I embrace these reforms and these laws, which almost completely upend the balance of power in this country. Right. Because I think the more people start just being like, what's wrong with them? They're losing. Rather than being like, this this whole thing's a mess because (laughs) we're not actually looking at what a politician needs to be. We're not actually take, we're not actually having serious conversations about what it means to protect people or provide for them. Right. It's too much of like, is it blue or red? (laughs) Because either way, people are still ending up with terrible outcomes. Yeah, the Republicans definitely like uh, with the gerrymandering are like the big brother who just starts changing the rules of the game as you're as you're like playing and like your your little brother is like somehow winning. And you're right. like, eh, actually, we don't roll dice anymore. Yeah, like, that's well, uh, not what we well, do. And, and your parents aren't home. So like 
the your little oh, brother. Oh, you're the seven, huh? Oh, I, I guess win, I just, right? Right, nah, yeah. That's a losing. That's that's the new that's snake eyes. That's actually, I feel like it's more like the little brother is doing it and the big brother is just letting him. Because the, well, the now, Democrats yeah. have the fucking numbers. Right. The Democrats have like a majority of Americans, but they're letting the little brother change the game. Like, you know, just and perpetuating the the game because they want to keep playing or something. What yeah. if they're the same brother? <laughs> it's one brother. It's Tyler Durden, dude. What, what if? And they're both acting and out in the interests of the same thing, but they're just presenting it to us in different ways. I don't know. That may be a <laughs> radical thought because I don't see either of them actually providing in a meaningful. I mean, like, yes, there are some interesting spending programs. But when you talk about what the what is the actual need of like people in the United States and what they're clamoring for and what is being offered, it's like, right. They're playing different games. Wait, so is the mom the doctor? <laughs> I can't yeah. operate on this. This is my son. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the that's Jack. the operation. That's your, your exactly, Jack. <laughs> The Thank U.S. You. is standing on a fucking block of ice. Yes. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yes. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Apparently, the the new Marvel movie, The Eternals, has a plot element where the reason the earth is heating up is not because of fossil fuels but because there's like some like baby giant that's hatching inside the planet oh, oh finally up. my theory gets some air in the <laughs> mainstream media <laughs> isn't that amazing though that they would like i don't know that that movie seems like it justin saw it. Of, hey uh, justin what's that about producer justin saw it what happened in that so basically, there's a giant uh, titan that titan these, Jack, not baby. Yeah, yes, these <laughs> cosmic gods. The only way that they can be born is if they baby take all the Miles. life force. <laughs> yes, <laughs> from, from baby titans. Baby, baby <laughs> titan. Yeah, right, baby titan. Yes, they basically the the mission is to abort a giant baby and. Spoilers, they successfully do so. <laughs> oh, but is it, that was my pitch to Marvel years ago. A big abortion, and they said, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Now they've taken it and used it with Kumail Nanjiani, no less. Unbelievable. That's what happened. But Justin, is it true? Like, don't they suggest that, like, that's causing the planet to heat up? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's basically they it's an earth destroying thing. They need it to uh, in order for this thing to be born, it needs to heat up and destroy the earth as it awakens itself into oh, the shit. into the universe, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So if you believe the fossil fuel shit, you're you you need to, you know, I, do 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 some research. Do your own <laughs> research, assholes. I would love to hear like to in the in our world like that hap that is proven to be true. There's a little baby titan in the earth, right? And it's, mm -hmm. it's that's what's causing global warming. And just to hear like Mitch McConnell try and like downplay the baby titan, <laughs> right, <laughs> would be like such a beautiful Let's thing. Do something to say. about this baby titan. Well, if people right. think there's a baby titan. Oh, I mean, there it's a bunch of malarkey from the main street. Like they don't believe it that, right. that there's a baby right. titan. That's why we're yeah. teaming with our Sentinel Army from Genosha to address this. Okay. <laughs> Sure. All right, but we do have to get to the most important news. Yes, which is Cam Reese's. Newton is back. Oh, 
Yeah, Cam Newton's back. <laughs> Shout out to Cam Newton. Love to see it. Beat the shit out of the uh, Cardinals, although I think they were injury depleted. But Reese's. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I say Reese's Pieces. <laughs> oh, you're a Reese's Pieces guy. Reese's oh. Pieces. Yeah, you said Reese's. Yeah, Reese's I, didn't, I never fucked you because I, I respect that. From childhood, Same, I've I mean, been hearing that. that, and I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. still the Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Uh, anyway. People were like, anybody else gets so annoyed when he says it? I, I didn't even realize I was saying that shit. Not, my bad. You're doing the right uh, thing, and, and guess and what? I now, will continue we'll stop to. saying that shit. Yeah, now. Uh, but anyways, uh, Reese's has uh, announced a new product besides their PCs, which is a pie-sized Reese's cup. Yeah. They call it Thanksgiving pie. Hell yeah. This shit is a nine inch, three and a half pound fucking circle three of solid and chocolate pounds. and peanut butter. Oh my God. It's got to be thick as hell. I can't. Oh, you're going to break your whole fucking mouth trying to even bite that shit. But I'm I'm having a lot of trouble with this because I fucking love Reese's oh peanut butter cups. Same. It's like same, my same. fucking favorite. And like Absolutely when I same. first saw this image, I said, oh, shit, they just made a pie version that looks like a peanut butter cup. And then I'm like, no, it's just a fucking nine inch gigantor version of it. Yeah. And I'm having a lot of trouble trying to be like, are they tr-? like my teeth hurt looking at it? Like I can yeah. are, like cavities are developing for me just looking at the picture. But there's something about it. I don't know why it's like I'm I'm drawn in like a moth to the flame. But the siren song of it is i i can feel i can feel how i will feel sitting on a couch after having some of that like just that like sugar rush like crash and full and gross and the taste of like it in your mouth the aftertaste the sugary like yeah fake chemically after oh my god but i want it real bad that first bite though you're gonna feel like you're traveling at light speed like (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. it's gonna start blurring on the periphery right right like like you're like All the sugar. <laughs> I, like I picture it like uh, when Bart has the uh, Slurpee concentrate on uh, yeah. on The Simpsons, and he just like goes in Millhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, their eyes go. Yeah, that seems like where we're headed. So it should be noted, like people shouldn't get their hopes up too much because this is a limited a dish offering that I'm yeah. sure is only going to be out to like a a very few number of like influencers or some shit they, they got but... three thousand of them on deck now i'm not gonna sell these for them because they 3, didn't 000? give me one so i'll leave it there you can look it up for yourself <laughs> i feel like you guys could get one man if we if you like i feel like you guys could definitely get one yeah i just I'll... learned how to pronounce reese's pieces <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like yeah. yeah we we were considering you all but jack doesn't even know our brand <laughs> we called it feces but rageous the other day. <laughs> But yeah, Gross. like I'm, I'm, God, I just don't know what to do with myself looking at it. Like it's, it's like I feel like in that old Chappelle show sketch where he saw that gigantic crack rock. Yeah. Like, ah. I mean, it's everything <laughs> I love, but in such a large form, I don't know if this is safe for anyone. Yeah. That's how I feel. But I just will say I've been, because like right now is kind of the year for like really interesting Thanksgiving recipes and like must have items. I've, shout out to people on Twitter who have sent me their like, scalloped potato or hash brown casserole mm. recipes like I asked. Thank you so much. But I just like if we're talking about junk food sort of inspired Thanksgiving dishes, I just saw this recipe on Vice for sour cream and onion mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. And that to me, so I'm like, okay, this feels a little bit more 
safe. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can, I can have a, I can reconcile all of these things being together. It feels right. Plus it's one of my favorite chip flavors, but Just like everything puts your attention there. Once you see Reese's peanut butter pie and the size and, in and poundage of it, everything below that will seem reasonable. That's true. Oh, right. The Overton <laughs> like, windows like completely. Yeah, it's just blown apart because like that is the most one of the most indulgent things I can imagine. I mean, like slicing it into into pie pieces is eating a Reese's cup with a fucking <laughs> fork. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it just yeah. seems so, <laughs> so awesome. I guess you could imagine you were like in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Right. Right. And yeah, have like yeah. a real good time, maybe. Oh, I would definitely just take that down myself. Like, yeah, I'm not uh, cutting it up in a closet somewhere just like hiding if, if frozen i feel like you could break someone's skull with that oh so yeah. here's the thing they have dramatized this with a you know somebody cutting a piece of it out like it's a you know thanks like it's a thanksgiving pie mm-hmm. and it is holding together in a way that suggests to me that they used a fucking diamond cutter to oh, yeah. to cut that thing because it's just like such a perfect like I feel like that shit would get real messy. It would be hard to cut, but absolutely, which is why I would just eat it all myself. Yeah. I do like the confidence of coming in and just calling something Thanksgiving pie. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, a right, holiday right. that is famous for. I, I pies being like nah fam we got you <laughs> this is the, the pie yeah right. where's the pizza place that's doing Thanksgiving pie but the Thanksgiving pizza I is mean it, that sounds fucking gross man that, I mean it sounds gross but I feel like I would eat that shit if there was like a like a stuffing like a stuffing based crust and like a turkey with, yeah. turkey yeah and then you just drizzle that shit. Oh, look, I'm like I said, I'm disturbed when it comes to fantasizing about food. But I'm the same way though. I'll anything like that, like I'm I'll try. Yeah. Like I would try that hundred percent. I do I feel like the reason it sounds bad to me, the Thanksgiving pizza, is because cheese features so rarely in Thanksgiving food, right? Like other than your scalloped yeah. potatoes, your uh Hash brown casserole. That's what I'm saying. It, it might be it might be a slightly cheese free affair, but I just feel like I could eat I could eat like a slice of something that had everything on a Thanksgiving plate on it. Like if done right. Yeah. Why not just put it all on top of a slice of Thanksgiving pie from Reese's? <laughs> just get that shit yeah. all done at once. Do you put anything on the thanks like the Reese's Thanksgiving pie? Are you, are you thinking like people are supposed to put like whipped cream on top of it or something? Like, is there anything not. else you're supposed to be putting on there? Because it's you can't like you said, at that point, right? I like, know. I'd imagine one slice is like three thousand percent of your daily sugar intake. So, Miles, uh, funny you should mention that because oh, on the uh, hype beasts article about this, they show the box, the limited edition box, Reese's nine-inch cup pie, and it lists the calorie count as one hundred and sixty per serving, which means, like, again, you would need a laser cutter to fucking get something that is that small. I feel like just smelling it is 200 How calories. How many servings? Right. They're like, oh, 7 million servings. <laughs> yeah, there are 75 like, servings. You do need to uh, be good at geometry and have... Uh... They're like, if you open the box and you're not wearing a respirator, you'll go into diabetic shock. <laughs> yeah. That's how <laughs> no. intense this thing is. It's a worse sugar than cloud is coming off a, that thing. <laughs> it's worse than fentanyl in a propaganda <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I wish they like had a video of it like being cut with lasers. I feel like that's the only way you could cut. I honestly reasonably. like when you think about it, right? Like, because I remember as a kid, 
like uh, my mom or my dad like man you can't eat a whole like you're fucking you ate way too much candy i'm like well, let me have half and they're yeah, like yeah. Right, cut it and then you try and cut that shit and just like fell apart and you're like, oh yeah <laughs> so i don't know how you could like it would have to be like a hydraulic stone cutter or like you're saying like a laser cutter yeah laser cut it yeah i saw that on reddit though someone cut a pizza with a laser recently you know what would be good for this one to like kind of help with the structural integrity? You put it on top of a graham cracker crust and put it in the oven for a little bit. And then you have a little bit more structural integrity. And oh, but just a little so you can get cut through the chocolate, though. Yeah. I also just love a graham cracker crust. You're adding the graham cracker crust underneath it? I'm adding it. Yeah. Hey, this guy's adding stuff over here. Well, because like if you think about like the... Everything is too melty at this point, right? Sure, like right. the bottom's melty, the sides are melty. Like that shit is gonna, I don't know. Yeah, look, if if someone ends up buying it, how, how the fuck are you gonna eat it? I don't think yeah. it's something you, I think like it's a shame secret. It's like the portrait of Dorian Gray. You keep it in your attic, then you nibble away at it and, right. you know, prolong your life through this little bit of happiness. How much does it cost? I think it's like 40 bucks or something, 45 bucks. Is that right? I bet you can yeah. get it like two for one at CVS. I bet this will be sold for it's gonna like, be on StockX. 10x the yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And hey, Reese's, I'm willing to be convinced if you want to send me one of these to my house for Thanksgiving, I will we'll try your Thanksgiving pie. I will start pronouncing your name correctly. <laughs> Reese's P. No, it's pie. <laughs> well, it's the same as pieces, and that's pe- that's pieces, yeah. not pieces. Oh, now so. you're going to tell me. So it's Pisces, Reese's Pisces. <laughs> I mean, that's how I said it when I lived in Kentucky, but <laughs> Reese's Pisces. I'd love to show up to a fam- the family Thanksgiving and just pl- just drop that on the table. <laughs> just yeah. let it slam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we actually like to bring that. green beans, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. Put yeah, your yeah, green beans on here. Let's chop it up. Yeah. <laughs> Be like that King Vader video where he does the bottle flip and then walks out. Everybody just like falls over backwards. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah. That thing's <laughs> like a cornucopia is blowing out of someone's hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Elf on a Shelf. So it's back in the news uh, in the context of like, should these things be banned? But it was like a joking thing. A judge in Cobb County, Georgia, jokingly banned Elf on a Shelf uh, in a mock court order on Twitter, which is apparently a thing judges can do. Sounds pretty fun. So just in case you're wondering uh, why the judge is focusing on Twitter jokes, it's because there's nothing else important going on in Cobb County, such as... uh, like recently when parents were literally suing the school district for its refusal to implement a mask mandate and a bus driver died of COVID Mm -hmm. after they didn't do that. They weren't allowed to do that. Well, I think the judge did issue a mock court order on that on Twitter, (laughs) Jack. So let's be fair to the legal system. I think he posted a meme about it. So yeah. But his whole thing was like, we're going to ban Elf on a Shelf this year because as a gift to tired parents. So it's just like some real straight down the middle Jay Leno type shit. Wait, so I'm sorry. Look, I I, whenever this shit has come up, I'm so confused about Elf on the Shelf culture. I remember many years ago. I posted on Instagram. I said, "Here, I'll, I'm willing to do a cultural exchange with a white person. I'll tell you about Japanese holidays and Kwanzaa. If you can explain Elf on a Shelf to me, please. And how is this a gift to tired parents? Isn't the point being like, yo, the elf will fucking make sure you're acting right. 
like well, or, yeah or, right i thought the elf help me understand work. how is this a gift this, to tired parents i'm so well, this is this is uh tired parents of the lowest possible standard of on parenting variety they have to get up in the middle of the night or like just after their kids are oh, in bed move and, and move the elf right. and mm. if they forget to move the elf like that's the thing i always hear is people being like damn my kid caught me moving the elf for like realized i didn't move it and i had to say the elf on the shelf got drunk and not me <laughs> if i got drunk i'd be moving that elf on the shelf man I'd be, right yeah that's I'd all rocking and rolling doing. with that i'd be putting I'd be it in coming there. up with wild shit to do <laughs> yeah just put put in the shower you know yeah <laughs> having it drop out of a closet like a dead body on <laughs> really? halloween freaking people out <laughs> yeah dropping from the ceiling oh man yeah uh, also, like, wouldn't the gift to tired parents be making school easier for the kids? Like, <laughs> right. the, the guy keeps refusing to, like, do right, a mask right. mandate. A mask mandate probably would help tired parents. Yeah. But, I mean, that he he had that joke locked and loaded about tired parents or something. So. Yeah. He probably had that, like, in 20. He wanted to use it last year. He's like, fuck, man. Don't. The environment's yeah. not yeah. right for this one yeah. quite yet. Yeah. Save one it, of the real tragedies. Yeah. One of the real tragedies of the COVID nineteen pandemic is yeah. he wasn't able to use that last this year. Guy, this guy, this judges Twitter drafts that are fucking rotting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're all fake court mandates. Right. So it does seem to be like a a part of like American Christmas culture that has been just like officially adopted. Like it was it's people last year were like posting pictures of their elf on the shelf in a glass jar quarantining. Mm. Oh. Which is terrifyingly. Like, it looks like it's one of those like, you know, fetuses from a fucking big island of Dr. Morrow type. Yeah. Food, right? the, like in a in a glass jar. Pretty dark. Yeah. I mean that is it just Google elf on a shelf quarantine and try to convince yourself this that a child a won't small toilet. Well, Miles, where if he's quarantining for 14 days, where the fuck's he going to go to the bathroom? Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Wow. Somebody's not thinking through. Really? I'm sorry. He's just, and what the fuck does this elf eat then? Lysol and Clorox wipes that are in there with him? He eats Christmas spirit. He consumes Christmas spirit <laughs> yeah. through, through the glass with they his eyes. They shit and piss, but they don't need to eat or drink. But yeah, a child will clearly one day be tearfully describing all of this to their therapist. But there's like more... <laughs> subtle shit <laughs> one parent got tired of you know doing the elf on the shelf thing and told their child that uh the elf had died from covid oh smart yeah that that's helpful but elf on the shelf's popularity is apparently only increasing last year netflix acquired the rights to elf on the shelf in a massive seven-figure deal and pediatric experts are like already pretty concerned that the toy could like I don't know. Having a magical spy living in your house will make kids paranoid. Yeah. yeah. Right. 100%. And using a small toy to control their behavior will likely be ineffective and potentially harmful down the road since it's basically this is just indoctrination for a surveillance state, like living in a state where well, yeah, but I mean, like caption TVs are everywhere. I mean, look, let's all give it up for the original elf on a shelf. Uh, God. Who I feel I was taught in school being like, this motherfucker knows everything, y'all. Yeah, he's right. fuck. Even if you say some shit. I remember as a kid, I would apologize to God for saying, oh, my God. And I wasn't even Christian like that. But the school I went, I was in an environment where I was like, oh, you said the Lord's name in vain. And then I was off that shit. I'm like, come and get me. 
So I did, uh, somebody <laughs> was just asking on Twitter about like first, I think reconciliation is the like part where you do like confession. Right. Yeah. Which you do at age seven or I did at age seven. I don't know if that's still the case. I was kind of advanced uh, in my Catholicism <laughs> as a kid. I was, yeah. I was confessing to shit when I was four. That's how much guilt I had. <laughs> I was crying my fucking eyes out. All the other kids were just like going in and being like, I pushed my sister on the stairs. Sorry. Right. And I like had been like cursing at God in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Like, and wow. I like was, I you was like, so distraught in the... I was like sobbing. My parents like went up and talked to the priest afterwards. They were like, "Is everything all right?" And I was like, "He's gonna tell them, fuck." Uh, <laughs> what you it was say, Jack? It's a legit 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 eat my ass. traumatizing. <laughs> said, "Eat my ass, I God." Tell fuck God you. To eat my ass. <laughs> but it was like at a time when I was just learning to swear, and I was like, "What is the worst right. thing I could do?" Oh, oh right. damn! And yeah. then I like, couldn't stop my mind. I didn't have the impulse control. Oh, dude, it was swearing. Was like when I was a kid. Oof. Like when you're that young or whatever like it feels like chaos it feels like yeah. you're inviting chaos into the world right and like, yeah. I remember it a being war like, crime yeah yeah you're just <laughs> swearing yeah. you're just like you're like this feels good but I f i'm supposed to feel bad i think and i think yeah especially like i confess the same shit i it was like i was like i'm swearing with my friends too much and this is like a priest yeah right. yeah it's fine who cares man but yeah. I, mean, I guess all that to say is I'm like, damn, like at every level you have these small things to be like, someone's watching your ass. Right. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, it's it's just. But this one's tied to toys. so like perfectly consumerist. And also right. to have it like be a specific like spy in your house that is always watching you and reporting back to like right. the higher authority of Santa. And now they're so the Elf on the Shelf uh, website now has a teacher resource center with free kindergarten to grade five lessons plans and lesson plans and classroom resources I'm to use what? Elf on a Shelf because it's just like assumed that everyone's family has fucking Elf on a Shelf. And, so, and assumes every family celebrates Christmas as well. Yes. One right. nation yeah, under God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One nation under God, please. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Indivisible. And if you don't want to be divided, get the fuck out. I like to think that uh, like some kids get like real hardened to the Elf on the Shelf and just like stop giving a shit. You know, right. Like, right. Oh, this fucker's everywhere. Yo, what does it even matter it, yeah. anymore, man? I don't care. Yo, Watch I, me look do at my it. Backpack. Look at my backpack. See what I got. Yeah, a fucking lol pet. I yeah, got I'm, that shit. And I'm fucking up in front of the elf. Tell me this guy is, is a full of shit. Yeah, and I'm taking a dollar from my mom's pocketbook. You <laughs> right. do what you want to do, Watch elf on this. the shelf. Watch this. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> see nothing. Nothing. We. I hope we don't have any children listeners, but if we do, I mean... <laughs> if we do... Like uh, that, that elf should not have a head tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah get uh, get it now. Right. You're like, oh, look, it's the elf proletariat has arrived. You're like, wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but yeah, there. So there was like a deep dive story, like, uh, in I think Columbia Journalism Review, talking about how this like contributes to the shaping of children as governable subjects and to accept, not question, increasingly intrusive modes of surveillance. And that when that came out, it be, it was like featured on Drudge in the Washington Post as like, look at these crackpots. But then a couple years later, a product was released called the Elf Surveillance Camera, which is a fake CCTV camera to make children think that an elf is watching them at all times, complete with a red flashing light that makes it all the more real and sure to keep the children in line. Those are quotes from their fucking from the website. Fucking box. <sighs> yeah. So 
is that does the box sell it as like a direct line to Santa or like is it still the elf who has to take in the raw data and parse it to, to give the files to Santa Claus? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're probably like selling it as a raw feed to yeah. the elf who yeah. then because it's called the elf cam, not the Santa cam. Right, right. So they still have to do all that CIA work and create a dossier yeah. on you and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just love it again, you know, like, but in a way, I'm like, sorry, Elf, because organized religion has been doing this for a minute. Yeah. But also, I love that they're introducing kids to the concept of the panopticon. Right. Like, and just philosophically get into that, kids, if you're into Jeremy Bentham or if you're a Lost fan. That's how I found out about Jeremy Bentham, because <laughs> that was one of Locke's <laughs> nicknames. And I was like, yo, this Jeremy Bentham guy's talking some shit right now <laughs> in the panopticon. Mm. But all that to say is like, this fucking surveillance camera, it reminds me of like the kind of shit, right? Because I remember like in the like 90s and shit, my grandparents used to have a chili and barbecue restaurant like off Crenshaw or actually Slauson and Overhill by the Home Depot. Shout out to Warren's famous chili. And at the time, surveillance cameras were like the new thing, but not everyone could afford them. So you would buy these jank ass toy ones that mm -hmm. had a light that would give you the impression that it was an actual operating camera. And like when I look at this one, I'm like, oh, this looks like when you go places, you're like, yo, that's a fake ass camera that like someone's right. like, yo, dude, just print elf on a shelf cam on these men right. and like yeah. rebox that shit. We yeah. got a whole other fucking life for this thing. Yeah. It's it's wild. And like the reviews on uh, the Amazon product for Elf on the Shelf Cam. One parent claimed the camera was good for older kids who don't believe in elf on a shelf, but do believe in, you know the replica camera you just installed in their room. <laughs> don't believe in Elf on a Shelf, yeah. Don't, don't believe in Elf on a Shelf, tech. but understand being recorded. Right, exactly. Yeah. Understand that the whole world is watching. Yeah. Just mad. I'm just mad at this. You know, like, fuck, it's stupid. Yeah. Fuck Elf on a Shelf. Like, I remember, man, I because I had a very quick fucking, like, pipeline to not believing in like organized religion or fucking santa because like at first i remember like at school it's like well you pray and you act good and then you ask god and then maybe yeah. god will give it to you well i didn't get mario paint for super nintendo that year so i don't know where the fuck he was at on that one and yeah. then my parents were very clearly just like look if you act right we can make this transactional i will get <laughs> we'll get you one of these things you want but you have to act right and if you don't guess what you can you'll have a very different experience on Christmas. That was enough for me. Yeah. But am I am I like am I too cynical and being like, man, we gotta get these kids off of whimsical thinking and shit? <laughs> like, I didn't have it. But I it's guess also like you're teaching them to like game a system where you're like, okay, I have to do all my dirt in like the room that doesn't have the elf in it. Like, <laughs> right, 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 the, like right. yeah. Well, well that they should understand that there's certain places you can go to to be creepy and weird. Right, right, <laughs> and but not just cameras. do it, not do it in front of everybody. Okay, but yeah, yeah it is yeah. weird to be like to to have like an old man like back in my day, but like we just trusted that Santa was just watching us jack off or whatever, and like you know, <laughs> yeah. like and that was hot, that and was that, that was thing. enough. Yeah. That was enough <laughs> for everybody. All right, Santa like, got his yeah. thing, I got my voyeuristic thing. Like right. everybody was happy knowing that there was no physical <laughs> thing in the room watching right. us. Just yeah. the idea of it. 
trying to yeah. shame the omniscient Christ. You're like, oh, so okay, Jesus, you a freak, huh? Watching this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're nasty. Yeah, you, you like okay, it, you little okay, creep. Okay, I'm gonna give you one. You can leave. <laughs> but if you want, that's all you okay, you're nasty. Jesus I know you're here. Every time? <laughs> Damn, that dude can't get enough. Yeah. Uh, off of this. <laughs> Uh, all right chris such a pleasure having you man where can uh people find you follow you oh thanks man i really uh, had a great time i'm at real chris cal on all the things twitter instagram tiktok all that stuff so at real chris cal nice and is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying oh yeah (laughs) my friend had a uh a tweet that i really enjoyed his name is james heskey and uh he had a tweet last week he's at james heskey and he said, ah, shit, the judge in the Rittenhouse trial is going around the room and making everyone say one nice thing about guns. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I thought that was very funny. So, yeah, yeah. follow James Heskey. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray and the other show, 420 Day Fiance. We're talking 90 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. It's a wonderful time. Stop on by. Uh, some tweets I like. First one is from at Adderall Black, and it says in parentheses, depressed Borat, my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And another one is from uh, Chesty and Testy at at underscore Sugatis is quote tweeting a page six article that says Taylor Lautner engaged to longtime girlfriend Taylor Dome. And to which Chesty and Testy tweeted, now they both going to be Taylor Lautner. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, they are. (laughs) Wrap your head around that one. I guess that's happened before, right? Yeah. Taylor's Lautner. I don't want to think about that, but yeah. All right. Let's see some tweets I've been enjoying. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Kafka-esque as an Esquire tweeted. (laughs) In 2022, Zoomers will discover the Bud Light WhatsApp ad campaign and start repeating it incessantly. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to happen. Andrew Knox tweeted, nobody, raspberries, you have 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Scullins tweeted, I have a cousin at Quaker Oats, and he says, oops, all berries was no accident. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, an entire Eve's trough in the garbage tweeted, when it comes to super literal names, you can't beat fireplace. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I saw that one. It's a great one. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and our website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? I'm going to think they're going to enjoy this little ditty from the UK uh, from rapper uh, Sam Wise. And this track is called First Little Rolly. And, you know, I just like, I like international rap. What can I say? I've had enough of American rap, so I like to put my ears elsewhere. And the UK scene is always delivering. But yeah, this is just a like great production. I love, the, I love his flow. Lyrically, wonderful. And again, the instrumental, I really enjoy the instrumental. So check this out again. First Little Rolly by Sam Wise. All right. Well, go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to do it for this morning, but we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.